Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, hi again, everyone. I'm 1010 Wins Sports Director Mark Ernay. This is On The Mark, where we talk about the stories behind the stories in the world of sports. It's a special Sunday edition of the show. We're joined by high school sports columnist for NorthJersey.com, Darren Cooper, who wrote a piece I found on Friday morning. It was headlined, One Last Jersey is Headed to New Jersey, completing a collection 27 years in the making. The subheadline read, I started collecting hockey jerseys as a teen in Louisiana, and each one carries a memory. And right off the bat, Darren, I was struck by a hockey fan growing up in Louisiana and a jersey guy now collecting jerseys, which is what I tell people all the time. I am a jersey guy in more than one sense of the phrase. First of all, thank you so much for joining me this morning on a Sunday, no less. How are you? I'm good, Mark. It's good to see you. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining me. So I, I read on, there's a photo of your jersey collection where they're all laid out on a floor, it looks like, rather than hanging in a closet or on one of those dry cleaner racks that we see so often. <laughs> and I was honestly compelled to find out more about this story. Um, so here's what I want to do, if you don't mind. We're both in the news business. I'm thinking we should probably start with the current events and work our way back. So would you mind telling our audience, please, which jersey is it that will be the final one? Or I guess maybe we should call it the latest one that you'll be adding to the collection. The very last jersey that I need to complete the collection of active NHL teams is the Tampa Bay Lightning, Mark. And it yeah. is due any day now. Now, how did this all come to be, please? So, my, um, growing up in southern Louisiana, we don't play ice hockey. We don't have ice. I only saw snow once in my life before moving north um, 25 years or so ago. Um, and we got cable TV. The short version, Mark, is we got cable TV in our house around 1985, 1986. And ESPN, they had ice hockey on, Mark. And here's like, you know, I'm a sports nut, just like you. And here's this brand new sport, kind of, sort of, to me. And I was captivated by ice hockey and the NHL and became a big fan. I remember staying up real late. My, my, um, one of my favorite hockey memories is the La 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 Fontaine game. The, the, the Easter Sunday morning game with the Capitals and the Islanders. Is that, I'm almost certainly. It um, was. Yep. I, think that's, I think that's it. And then I was just became. I wanted the jerseys. I wanted the jerseys. This is like 1988, 1990. I wanted the jerseys. And you really couldn't find jerseys, though, 
um, back then. No, it was a lot harder to come by them. You certainly couldn't order through, uh, you know, team websites, which didn't exist or uh, online uh, because there was no real internet back in the late 80s and early 90s. So so how did it get started? How did this collection start? You know, since it was, since I was a teenager and it was the late 80s and there there was a mall, of course, Mark. And um, our local mall had a small, small little sports shop. And I think the very first purchase might have been an Anaheim Mighty Ducks cap, to be honest. And then a couple of years, then they, they kind of think, I think they thought they had a, a, a fish on the hook, you know, and they started getting a few more hockey things. I swear, just for me, Mark, and <laughs> I got my, I think my first jersey was an Ottawa Senators jersey and then a lightning sweater. And this is where the story gets kind of weird. I, I already actually have a lightning sweater, but I don't have a lightning jersey. Um, and then I went off to college. I went to LSU and I wore my jerseys around campus to much, um, I don't know, much fame, I suppose, much, or infamy, um, if, if I can. Because it was just fun. I mean, there was, who, who walking around LSU's campus in 1994 had an Ottawa Senators jersey? Trust right. me, Mark, no one. Just me. Just me. <laughs> well, you know, it's a way to stand out. If you want to <laughs> make your mark on the world, you need to figure out a way to separate yourself from the pack. Um, you said, and I noticed that you said, uh, active NHL teams. Correct. So the Seattle Kraken haven't officially started yet. Are they accounted for in the collection? They, they will be. We don't, they don't have a jersey yet, but it's been the last expansion teams is Vegas, you know. And um, I, I went through the length of like signing up on the Vegas Golden Knights website for immediate um, notice when their first jerseys will go on sale. And I think I'm still getting emails from them. <laughs> <laughs> from from them but i was able to i sure enough i was able to i think i even called somebody in las vegas when they went on sale and was able to get one shipped out to me that was that was i i don't know if i have to go to that extreme with seattle but but we'll see yes it, it's um a lot of active every active team but one and then a bunch of vintage and throwback teams you know teams come and go too mark i mean that's that's kind of crazy too i look back and I have a Hartford Whalers jersey, and of course the whale is is gone. May, may they rest in peace. You know, um, I have a I have a Kansas City Scouts jersey. They're gone because I, I also really got into collecting some of those vintage stuff too. Okay, and you have the Nordiques. I do have the Nordiques, absolutely yes, because it's got Florida Lee's on it, and right. everybody from New Orleans, we have you know anything with Florida Lee, we buy, and it's just a just a just a rule. We have we have Mardi Gras, and we like the Florida Lee. I would think, Darren Cooper, as you were growing up um, and maturing into a hockey fan, that Quebec would have been your team. You know the fascinating thing. All right, but the great point. If only for the jersey. I did. I they had the Stasny brothers. I remember them real well. The Antoine and Pierre, right? Stasny brothers and Marion. Yeah, for for Quebec. But my my favorite team way back in the day was the Kings, and you'll say. Well, why the Kings? Well, purple and gold. So LSU, purple and gold. That's another okay. thing. And also, this is going to sound silly, but so now growing up, the Saints were terrible. All right. And LSU actually wasn't very good either when I was growing up. Right. Saints were terrible. 
And the Kings were terrible, Mark. The Kings were terrible. And so I was fascinated. I almost felt sorry. I don't know, like the Saints were bad. LSU was bad. Tulane was bad in football. So I almost like gravitated to the worst team in the league. And I liked the purple and gold uniform. So I, I really did like the Kings. And when the Kings got Gretzky and everything, that was, that was absolutely amazing. Um, so the Kings really kind of made me my first favorite team. Who was your favorite player? Because I know you mentioned LaFontaine and anytime Rick Jenneret and that la, 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 LaFontaine yeah. call is brought up, I, my ears always perk up. So who was your favorite player? Uh, Joe Newendike. Joe Newendike. I like okay. Joe Newendike for the Flames. And, one and of later the friends. Devils. He did actually. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, he, um, one of my very first jerseys, and I referenced it in the story, was a Calgary Flames jersey. And I broke with tradition on my other jerseys, with most of my jerseys, and I have, I have 25. I have Newendike's 25 is on the Calgary Flames jersey. Um, and that's another thing. I had, I had that jersey forever and ever, and I wore that around LSU's campus, too, and people would ask me who that was. Joe Newendike, like anybody knew who that was. But Joe Newendike was one of my favorites. I liked uh, Ron Hextall. I liked Ron Hextall and banging and banging the pipes. I thought that was hilarious. I, I loved that. Um, the Flyers goalie. He played all over though too after leaving the Flyers. Yep. Yep. All right. You mentioned uh, in the story that you had corresponding caps that went and you, and you talked about the first cap that you had uh, before you even started the jersey collection. But the caps went with I think you mentioned the first twenty or so jerseys. So Correct. what part of the equation? do the caps still factor into well they well they make the outfit mark come on i mean you got you got a match man you got to have the ensemble um but i i make one um deference now to uh living up north which is i i still have a lot of baseball caps to match the jerseys but now now i have more knit hats because it's cold out there mark it's cold so um i had on my capitals jersey and capitals knit hat Yesterday, vintage Capitals jersey with the red, white, and blue with the stars. Of course, that's 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 mm. the look I wanted for that right. one. So, um, yeah, you know, there's there's been such it 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 brought me such joy to they 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 call us throwbacks. You know, Mark, we're we're both old. Um, oh, fossils! You can, please, you can, you can you can buy you can buy this stuff. You know, like you can buy a. You can buy a New Jersey general shirt from the USFL. You know what I mean? You can buy all this stuff. And, and I'm, a I'm a sucker for it. So I, I like reliving all that stuff. You, I, can buy, I can buy a Maravich jersey, you know, for the jazz. You know what I mean? If I want one. Mitchell yeah. and Nat, buy one. And we, I couldn't do that when I was 10, 12 years old. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, as it became easier to acquire these jerseys, um, why has it taken 27 years to finish the collection? Okay, Mark, you know, I don't know about you in the world of journalism, but like, we, we don't make a lot of money, you know, Mark. <laughs> well, I had, no, I had to ask. No, it's a I fair had to question. ask. It's a fair question. You know, um, honestly, since it began as like a traditional gift or present from my, from my parents, that I resisted the urge to go out and, and, buy a lot of them for myself you know what I mean and also it kind of made um the moment that much more enjoyable uh the tradition was I get one on my birthday in October and then one for Christmas right at right you know peak hockey season so 
that that was part of it that that it that you're only i was only going to get two a year you know at best if i was a good boy and santa was good to me okay so that that's why and you talk about each one carrying a memory and obviously you know some of the memories that you mentioned are, are related to your late mom um so how difficult was it for you to write this piece and, and put this all down on, on, I would say paper, but it's not really paper anymore. <laughs> the, the digital transom, whatever, whatever they call it. Um, yeah, that's a nice question. I don't know. I, you know I, I, I thought about it coming at me when like, I realized like, Oh my God, the Tampa Bay one really is the last one, you know, like, and then when I sit down and look back, um, I mentioned that there's two jerseys under under the bed, and it's true. I, I have like a, a Hall of Fame in a way of uh, of old, real old, old stuff under the bed. I like have my eighth grade graduation shirt, you know what I mean, um, in, a, in a drawer under my bed. And I was saying to myself, wow, it, it's really going to be over. And I really do have a lot of fond memories associated with um, all of these jerseys. It's been it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun. It's been. Um, it, it, it's just uh, like I said, the Joe Newendike, right? I mean, mm. it, it, it's just part of part of what makes us who we are and, and what makes us tick. So it was, it was, it was fun writing it. It was fun writing. If anything, I, I I had to trim it a little bit because there's there's hidden chapters about them that I didn't even get into. Like Mark, the jerseys were actually stolen at one point. Wait, whoa! And I had to rebuild the collection, but that's a that's a. Another story. I actually got to be friends with a guy at the company in Canada where my parents were ordering them if I, you know, because I would call in the order sometimes. I can't remember his name right now. I wish I could, but I remember I used to call him and he remembered me. You know, I was, a, I was the guy from Louisiana who, who, who got hockey jerseys. So it was a fun story. I, I write, you know, I write for a living. So it was fun to write a story. Like so the collection itself was stolen? The last year at LSU, um, some guys broke into my dorm room and stole every hat and every jersey. Yes. And, and how many had you racked up at that point? About, it wasn't as many as it was, probably six. I want to say okay, six. Okay, but still. And so it's a shame because there's some stuff, some stuff, there's, there's a shark's hat that I lost and I'll never, ever, ever be able to replace. You know, I can picture it in my head. Um and so, but I had, in, I had insurance. That was hilarious. I had, you know, they were insured in a way because they were just, they were belonging. So they right. were insured. So I was able to restore the collection almost completely right after it happened. All right. So here's, here's a couple of questions I have to tack on here I'm ready. Um, because 27 years is a long time. And I don't know about you, but some of us, I won't mention myself, even though it's 100% true, which is probably why I'm bringing it up in the first place. Not the same size I was in 1994. Ooh. So have you changed the jersey sizes so that you can wear them today as opposed to, you know, what you had or when you started to replenish the collection? Wow, Mark, that's a good, that's a good, it's a personal question, but I'll give you the personal It, it is probing. And that, and that is, and that is, that unfortunately I was a lot heavier in college than I am now. And I um, dedicated myself to a lot of exercise and lost a lot of weight right at the end, of, right when I turned like 21. 
and I am roughly the same size I have been for the last 25 years. Now, what stinks though, Mark, and I referenced this at one point in the story, is that the different manufacturers have different sizes. What's a CCM large is different than a Reebok large, which is different than an Adidas large. But for the most part, I have remained a large for these jerseys and they are all pretty much larges. There are, I did make a mistake. My Minnesota wild jersey is an extra large and it is a little too big, um, but I still wear it and it's number 13. I still wear it and I, and I like it, but for the most part, I've stayed large, knock wood for the better part of 20 years. Lucky you, I get all mine in double X just in case because of the fluctuation. Um, all these teams over the course of these decades have had alternate jerseys, have had style changes. The Coyotes come to mind. Phoenix Coyotes, when they transformed to Arizona Coyotes, for my money, in the NHL at least, not to disparage any of the three local teams, but for my money, the original Phoenix Coyotes jerseys might be the best ever made for a hockey team in the NHL at least. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, some other teams, not in the NHL, that I have a, a special affinity for. But um, as, Coyotes, as these jerseys Coyotes, change, Coyotes. how do you change your collection, if at all? I, I, ah, great question, Mark. In my mind, I had to have one for every team before I went out and got a second version of the same team. Understand? So, like, I hear you. Like, the Carolina Hurricanes jersey I have is, is white with the hurricane in the middle. Right. As soon as I can, I'm going to get the black one with the flag because I think that one really looks sharp. Um, And I know what you mean about the coyote. I'll tell you, funny, my coyotes jersey. So I'm visiting my friends in New York. I think it might have been my first trip to New York City, 1997. I'm visiting my friends I met from LSU. I had the coyotes jersey I think you're talking about already, the black one with with the crazy stripe on the bottom. With the coyote. With the peyote coyote, yeah. With the funky coyote, yeah. So we go into my, my, we're we're walking down Times Square. My friend's showing me down Times Square. What's the name? Is it, is it, it's not Stan's. Holy smoke, I can't believe it. Cosby's at the garden. Yeah, maybe so. It was Cosby's. They moved from the garden, but they used to be right there at the entrance to the garden. And so we walk into that store and holy smoke, Mark, they have a Phoenix Coyotes hat for sale. (laughs) So, I bought, I bought it. So my Coyotes hat, and I bought another one too. Now I think about it. I bought, I bought another one there. And then the, the grand, the grand, the big trip was have friends in Buffalo. And we said, let's go in Toronto for a day. It was a true story, Mark. Let's go to Toronto for a day. Go to Toronto. We're sitting outside at this cafe. Okay. I, I look up from the cafe. Holy smoke, Mark. We're across the street from the Hockey Hall of Fame. Totally. No, I mean, I hadn't planned this at all. I didn't, not even sure I knew that the Hockey Hall of Fame was in Toronto. So I look at my friend I'm with, I'm like, we got to go in there. We got to go in. And we go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And now you want to talk about merchandise and a store. So I bought, I bought, I let myself down. I bought, I bought it. I bought at least one jersey there. And I come out of the store. My wife is like, what was the damage? And I'm like, oh, I think it was about $150. I said, but you got off easy because I could have bought, I could have finished the set. 
This was like <laughs> 2005. I could have finished a set. I could have spent $500 easy in that store right there. Cosby's, by the way, I just double checked, still in existence, closed on Sundays, okay. but uh, open on 31st right off of 7th Avenue. So a, a stone's throw, if you will. Gotcha. Uh, from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they used to have every, in fact, one of the funny stories about the place is not only did they have all of these jerseys and equipment and other uh, paraphernalia, but when teams occasionally would show up to play the Rangers and lose their equipment or oh. their uniforms en route to New York City, these guys were equipped to replace stuff on a moment's notice. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah, it was to me, it was like a museum. And I, I used to love going. And, and I, I think the last time I was there, probably shortly after they moved, and it's been a long time since they moved down the block. Um, you mentioned to me before we started taping that hockey is not the sole focus of the collection. There are some other sports and some other teams. I do have um, a handful of football jerseys and a handful of – I do have a Maravich jersey because I'm from Louisiana and we, we, we have to kneel to the Lord Maravich. I do have a Maravich jersey. Um, but over the years, I've actually kind of pulled back from doing – from getting a lot of football or basketball or baseball jerseys. Um, I – I, I stick mainly to hockey. There's, I, I think I have like maybe 10 football jerseys and about 10 basketball jerseys, but nothing, nothing to the extent. I don't take the same pride and I don't, I don't curate the collection as much as I do with the hockey jerseys. All right. You mentioned football and you mentioned New Orleans. Do you know what happened 12 years ago today? Um, I believe I was at I believe I was in section 131 in the Superdome when Garrett Hartley made the field goal to beat the Vikings. Could that so be it? Did, did you not hear then Jim Henderson's pigs have flown sure. call? I did. Well, I did not. But what I will tell you is that I did walk out of the crowd down to Bourbon Street, walked into a restaurant where with my then um, wife and we're eating dinner around 12, 1230 at night. And somebody in there, I'll never forget this. Somebody in the restaurant says, everybody be quiet. Okay. And he raises up his glass of whatever and says, we need to toast our New Orleans Saints going to the Super Bowl. And I'm getting chills just thinking. Everybody, of course, was um, three cheers uh, and three sheets to the wind. Mm -hmm. and, and then the uh, other part of that story is I'm driving back to my dad's house. So I'm crossing the lake and the, um, the, the version of the, um, the radio, the WWL is on, you know, the talk show is on and everybody's calling it. Everybody's still calling into the show and they were on all night long. Everybody's calling in. Everybody's happy. Um, but yes, I was there. I, um, one of my slight job perks being columnist in the Metro areas. I know a few people who knew a few people at the NFL and I was able to get that. Matter of fact, I went to all three Saints NFC Championship games. I went out to Chicago in 06. Nice. I went to the Minnesota game. I was at the no call two years ago in about a week. Um, so that, but I don't want to talk about that one though, but thank you. No, <laughs> um, I, I ask as I'm staring at my Marcus Colton, uh, Colston uh, Super Bowl bobblehead. He, he was some player, the quiet storm, quiet, best seventh round pick in a very long time. Definitely well. in Saints history. I don't want to talk about Hofstra football any more than that. But, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I understand. 
<laughs> Still makes me a little uh, a little upset. So listen, I wanted to talk to you about uh, I had mentioned some other some other teams. And I remember when when Ilya Kovalchuk bolted the Devils a few years ago, last minute to go play yeah. in the KHL. Yeah, I learned about a team in the league from Helsinki called Jokerit. Gotcha. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen their jerseys. But they're essentially jester hats really? as the logo, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. And I tried to order one and I actually did order it and pay for it. And it never showed up. Oh, <laughs> and because I don't speak Finnish, I've had no way to track it down and find out whatever happened. I, I have not had that issue, but I, I will tell you that there was a briefly an East Coast Hockey League team in New Orleans called the New Orleans Brass. B-R-A-S-S, kind of brass band. Sure. Um, and they only play for about two years. And you can't even find one of their jerseys on eBay because I because I have checked. Um, there was a team in Lafayette called the Ice Gators. When I was at LSU, there was a team in Baton Rouge called the Kingfish. Um, and you can't find jerseys for them either. So I never, I never went that route, though, to go – khl or anything like that there when you when when it gets to all the ads kind of popping on the jerseys I, i'm a little turned off i'm a little turned off by that yeah no i understand i just thought this one was cool so i i, I wanted I to have it just but because i'd be the only one on my block who had a joker eat hockey jersey i i completely understand the reason why because like the jester hat the the jester and the mardi gras jester was one of would refresh my memory that was one of the brasses logos too one of their secondary logos was like a was like a jester and a b you know marty rapids mm -hmm. okay well listen i promised i wouldn't keep you all day um but i did want to talk to you about the high school sports situation given um the fact that most sports had to either postpone or cancel their seasons um, obviously new jersey was able to get through most of a football season um a very truncated season but uh basketball and some other sports are on the horizon yes yes basketball is supposed to start on jan on tuesday on tuesday january 26th and then they they kind of broke up the winter sports get calendar they shifted wrestling back into march wrestling's a big deal in new jersey um swimming is supposed to start practice february 1st but that's a big problem because um there aren't a lot of pools open. What they're probably going to do is we're going to have virtual swim meets, Mark. Probably have virtual swim meets where you'll call up and say, well, Mark swam this in the 100 fly. What did your kid swim in the 100 fly? And score it out that way. But it, it's been um, sad. I don't know. Sad, but not surprising. The last few, the last 10 days or so, the number of schools already who were back on um, athletic suspension is the right word. COVID suspension, right. you know. Um, pending a positive test or pending contact tracing. So the season is supposed to start Tuesday for basketball. How many, no fans, how many games we're really going to get to play? I don't know how many teams we're going to get the, are going to get to play. I don't know. The max number of games is 12. It's going to be a lot like football season in that, you know, Bergen Catholics are going to have a game scheduled with Riverdale and then Riverdale is going to call up and say, we can't play. And then boom, Bergen Catholics going to turn around and play, you know, um, Timber Creek. I don't, you know, that, that's just the way it's going to be. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work for the athletic directors, a lot of changes, but they're committed to having a season and we'll have, we'll have a truncated one. We'll do the best we can. 
Now, I talked to a bunch of uh, coaches and some players back during the early stages of the football season. Um, how difficult is it for the sports reporters? Because I know what my life has been like <laughs> trying to cover games, but for a high school sports reporter who is reliant on, you know, games being played so that he has things to write about, how, how difficult has this all been? And, and how difficult will it continue to be until we get back to... I don't even want to call it normal, but a little closer yeah, to normal. I, I, you know what? You just have to be on your game, Mark. You don't have to be on your game. You know, I, I know we, we, we had a guy on staff during football season and we started calling it um, the McConville curse because every game he would be assigned on Monday would be gone by Friday, you know, it, you oh. know, and that, that happened week after week after week. And eventually what we ended up doing was saying, we're not even going to pick where we're going to go until Wednesday or Thursday. And with basketball season, we'll just, and hockey season too, we'll, we just adjust the same way. You're almost like, all right, well, I have plan A and plan B and plan C in mind. And then let's wait until we actually get there. Everybody's pretty understanding. You, you got to stay in touch with the coaches and the ADs. I mean, to be honest, sometimes games get changed for something better you know sometimes the way the way the balls drop suddenly you're covering a game between two really good teams all of a sudden or a game that you didn't expect to happen we we had that happen in new jersey with some north north teams playing south teams for the first time in football that was that was real interesting the games were real good so you just kind of stay vigilant you just got to stay vigilant it's is it it's not the easiest thing in the world but it's the world we live in right now yeah, so how do you handle it? Do you have a schedule and you've got like an A game that if this is yeah. going to happen, I'll be there. And if it gets canceled or postponed is probably the better word. If it gets exactly if it gets scratched, right. you've got you've got the B game to go to. Exactly right. And all all it means is you, you know, what what works, what happens now too, Mark, is it's up to the athletic directors and schools whether you can go in because they can tell you no. It's up, you know, the way the state set it up. The individual schools are kind of responsible for credentialing media. And so it, it behooves you to call up the athletic director and say, hey, I'm coming to your game. Uh, what's the requirement? Because that's another factor, because they could also say, listen, it's totally closed, no public, no media. Um, so you just have to be vigilant and, and have options. Yeah, especially the indoor sports. So uh, yeah. when you covered the football season, I remember uh, the crowds were limited to 500 Yep. And we had to cover the games. I went to the St. Peter's home opener, St. Peter's prep against uh, Don Bosco, but I was also supposed to be at St. Peter's prep visiting Bergen Catholic, which got scratched the day before. And that's a game that ordinarily would draw 10,000 people. They would fill the stands and then some over there in Oradell. Yep. And they wound up not playing until the weekend after Thanksgiving, but out in in your case as a high school sports columnist um how difficult was it to to cover a game in person but not from the usual vantage point <sighs> there okay great question it, it depends on how much you want to really rely on your statistics mark because if you're standing in the end zone i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna break the hearts I'm going to break the code here for a second, break kayfabe. We really don't know if it's third and two or third and three, if they're at the other end of the field. So we don't know if little Mark just ran for six yards or seven yards on the last play. And we, and to be honest, we don't really care. Um, so it just changed for, for me, 
I just realized that I wasn't going to be able to really provide 100% accurate statistics. So that had to become even less of a um, factor in any story I wrote. You know, you'd have to really focus more on the surroundings and the impact of the game and the meaning of the game, um, the players who made the plays in the game, whether and and kind of gloss over whether or not it was a 19-yard touchdown run or an 18-yard touchdown run. Uh, so that part was, and I, I work with some guys, and that was a that's a real problem for some of them. Like, but I can't see the stats, I can't see the yard, I don't know what it is. Um, I just kind of learned that, you know, I, I I can't I can't give it to you, so I, I ain't got it. Uh, it was it was a challenge, and you just kind of had to stand there and grin and bear it sometimes, and be like, well, I think the ball's on the forty-two yard line, but I'm not really sure. Darren, what kind of sense do you get about? when things will be back closer to normal from the coaches and athletic directors that you talk to? Well, the, the, the state governing body in New Jersey, NJSIA, their priority through all of this, Mark, has always been the spring because we lost the spring season in last, last spring. We didn't right. get to have a spring. There was no baseball season. There was no softball season. There were no pen relays. There was no, there was no track. So every imagination that the NJSA has tried to do with the high school sports calendar this year with the fall and the winter. I swear, Mark, it's almost been gravy. I, I, I think it's almost been gravy, which is why they don't mind jumping through hoops to, you know, for all these cancellations and wrestling matches and basketball games, as long as they play some, but the onus had always been, but we're going to have a spring. We owe it to the kids who missed out on the last spring to have spring. So they push back the start of the season a little bit to April 20th for spring. And they really do hope as of now, the plan is for as normal a spring season as possible, meaning track meets with a lot of teams, you know, baseball tournaments, county tournaments, state tournaments, softball invitationals where you have, you know, eight teams playing on two diamonds all day long. Um, that is the hope, you know, starting April 20th, that the, the spring season will look, normal and I'll, I'll use the word but the spring season will look normal to make up for the season that we lost all right well we'll cross our fingers and toes and whatever else we can think of and Indeed. and hope for the best this is darren cooper the hockey jersey collecting high school sports <laughs> columnist for northjersey.com you can find his material there on northjersey.com you can follow him on twitter at varsity aces a-c-e-s and uh mr cooper i appreciate the time this has been great hopefully i'll see you around town somewhere with that lightning jersey on. <laughs> I, I promise to let you know. Excellent. Thanks again for the time. Really appreciate it, especially on a Sunday morning. I'm Mark Renee. That's Darren Cooper, and you're on the mark. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. <laughs>